Welcome to the True Logic, the podcast edition, the place where we talk about trends, news, and insights for businesses and individuals who want to succeed in digital marketing. Let's get started. Welcome to the True Logic DX podcast and the third installment of our analytics webinars. So today, what we're going to talk about is your traffic data. After having talked about the differences in navigation between Universal Analytics and GA4, how to set up your GA4 using Google Tag Manager. Now we're going to talk about what does all of this data mean, right? Like how do you read the data inside your analytics? So your traffic data, right, from Google Analytics and Analytics 4. And whenever you go into analytics, uh, again, like Google search, it needs to be a highly motivated activity. You must be going there to answer a question. Otherwise, you're just navigating through analytics and you're just getting lost in all of the data. For me personally, these tend to be my guide questions. Like normally when I go into analytics, I'm looking to answer questions about uh, channels, pages, and conversions, right? Like this is what I'm this is what I'm looking to do. I want to find out how did I perform? How did my website perform traffic-wise? How many visits did I get? throughout my entire website? Did I get more informational visitors versus commercial visitors? Um, how did I perform traffic-wise versus last month? How many new users did I acquire this month versus last month? And most of the time when I look at analytics, I tend to look at it on a compar- comparative view. Like uh, I like to tell people digital is progressive, not perfectionist. There's actually, it's very rare that there is a gold standard to any number you're looking at. Most of the time, it's relative to previous month's performance or previous year's performance. But when I personally go into analytics, I want to find out, is there a channel action, a page action, or a conversion action that I need to do, right? And so I'm trying to find out, how was my overall performance? Which channel worked the hardest? Which channels need my attention? And so when I say channels, the traffic I get from social media, the traffic I get from Google search, the traffic I get from paid media, and so on and so forth. When I say which pages work the hardest, there are commercial pages inside the TrueLogic webpage in the same way that your website will probably have commercial pages in it. And what you'll discover is that a handful of pages are probably contributing to a majority of the business impact, right? Like, it isn't necessarily the pages that have the most traffic that are driving the most conversions to you. And then the last bit is, out of all of your conversions, what drove that meaningful action? Remember, conversions are the meaningful actions that the users have done. It's the bottom funnel activity inside the sales funnel. And so what you're wanting to find out is which pages drove you the most actions, like which ones drove you the most conversions. But more importantly, Which marketing effort drove those conversions so that you know where to double down on resources? So let's have a look at good old universal analytics, which we're soon to say bye-bye to, right? And this is how we're used to looking at it. Like most of the time, people look at their acquisition data, their acquisition overview data, right? Like this is what most people are used to looking at. Inside GA4, in order to get that same data, you go to acquisition overview. So notice that acquisition is actually not the first report inside UA, right? It is the second. The first report inside 
inside UA is audience. But Google realized, you know what? This seems to be the piece of information that most people looked at. So they gave us acquisition as the first report. There are two main reports to look at inside the acquisition reports. One is the new users report, like the users report. And the other is the traffic report, right? Like users report and the traffic report. Now, before we get into it, and I mentioned this briefly on the previous episode, let's define some terms, right? Like what are users, what are sessions, what are page views, what are events, and what are conversions? Um, I will add one more. What are goals, right? Like what are goals? So users are every single person, device, browser, that has gone to your website. It's every single user agent that your server has served your website to. That's what a user is. A user or a visitor may generate a session. A session is the entire visit experience. So a user is a visitor and a vis- and the entire visit experience is called a session. Therefore, the session is the entire browsing experience that the user may have, may have had across your website, across all your pages, right? From start to finish. If they looked at your homepage, a product page, and sent an inquiry, and then no more than three pages, then that one user would have generated one session. Like those three page views would only be one session. But each of those would have generated one page view. Every page that that user would have looked at would have generated one page view. Now, if your e-commerce... Your page view data matters, right? If your e-commerce, your page view data matters because your page view data tells you how many products your visitors looked at. And the higher your page view number, the more chances that you can get them to add to their basket and check out, right? Like, so if you're Lazada, if you're Shopee, if you're Ikea, if you're Watson's, what you would like is a page view count that is eight. 12 or higher, right? Like, because the number, the higher the number of page views, specifically product page views, the larger the chances you can get somebody to click add to cart, uh, and the more chances that you can get them to check out. Now, an event is a meaningful interaction or a meaningful content consumption within your pages, right? Events happen in a page view. Events happen within a page. So the page view overarchs the event, right? Like events happen on a page-by-page basis. If a user, if one user filled out a contact form on your commercial page and filled out a contact form on your contact us page, those are not the same events. An event that happens in your contact us page is not the same event that happens inside your commercial page. Right? Like, yes, it's the same action, but they ought to be counted differently because how users get to your contact us page might be different, right? Like you, you might want to know a user might have Googled your brand name, saw the contact us page on the site link, and then immediately uh, went to your contact us and sent you a message. That means they're, and what that tells you from a user behavior perspective is their need is pretty immediate, right? But if a user had gone to your web page, initiated three sessions, left, came back as a repeat visitor, went back to the same product page, did not interact, saw an ad of yours, went to your landing page, and then actually interacted with you, 
then you know that that user was different. They began their search experience. They began their customer journey a little higher up the sales funnel, right? And that's where you get to realize, okay, in order to acquire users, these are the activities that I needed to do. So what you're trying to do is you're trying to paint what the typical happy path experience for a user is in order for you to convert them. So an event is a meaningful behavior that the user had executed in the page, right? If you've got a page that's like this long and you realize that users linger on the top and at the bottom, then you might want to explore changing the content of your midsection, of your middle fold, because users are just glossing over it. Like they're skipping through it. They're not reading it. They're not clicking anything, nothing, right? The last is a conversion. And a conversion is either a lead or a sale. So a conversion is either a lead or a sale, right? And it's now a lot of businesses will track conversions, but note that conversions and goals are not necessarily the same thing, right? Conversions and goals are not necessarily the same thing. If you acquired a user, like their, their name, their email address, their name and their phone number, that would be a conversion. But if you're an e-commerce website, that's not a sale. Therefore, you would track a lead as a conversion, but you would not track it as a goal. If you're like True Logic, where for us the meaningful activity is to send us an inquiry, then the conversion is the goal, right? But the goal of every page needs to be the meaningful action that's meant to be done on that page. So I'll I'll show you guys a couple of examples, right? So we're looking at True Logic data, and what we're looking at is in this section we're looking at the user acquisition report. Uh, Note that because we're in the acquisition report, not in the user attributes report. So we're not in the user report. We're in the acquisition report. You getting a user. A user acquisition always refers to a new user. Okay. The user acquisition report always refers to new users. Therefore, the data that you're looking at here where we got eight conversions out of 5,600 visits all refer to first-time visitors. That means these eight inquiries were generated by, were generated by first-time visitors, right? Like if, if I filtered for this, like for all activities, it would probably be at about 80, uh, conversions. Okay. But also notice that Preceding the conversion, preceding the eight successful inquiries of all new users, there were 85 meaningful activities, like meaning pages they consumed, stuff they downloaded. So that means that my ability to convert them from meaningful behavior to meaningful action is only about, is less than 10%, right? And what that tells us as a marketer is, oh, wait, you need to experience the the experience from meaningful behavior to meaningful activity is not intuitive because nine out of 10 people are not performing the next logical action, right? And so this is why this data is important. But the, the important takeaway for this slide is that the user acquisition always filters for new users. Okay. What if you want to see all users? then you don't go to user acquisition, you go to the traffic acquisition data, right? And this is where you get to see, this is where you get to see all users, not just new users. So let's, let's zoom in a bit and let's try to understand what the user acquisition sheet is and what it talks to you about. So 
here what you'll normally see are a bunch of channels on the left, right? And this is what you, you see, organic search, organic social, direct, page search, and assigned. By the way, these are not default. These don't appear by default because if you've got no social media presence and you're not getting referral traffic from any social media channel, you will have no organic social, right? Like, so that doesn't appear there by default. Like Google will not give you organic social zero, right? It will not do that. You must actually acquire a user or a visitor from that channel in order for this channel to appear. And so that's why no two websites will have the same channel groups, Right. So it's not these, it's not always these eight by default. Okay. So these are where you're getting your traffic from. Remember who they are, where they came from, what they did and what meaningful action did they take. Right. And so we're going to break apart this chart using that flow. So new users, who they are, right? Like how many of them there were. And you know that they are new users. Meaningful behaviors, uh, where they came from, channel group, right? Who they are. This is where they came from, how they got to you. Organic search, chances are Google, right? Like actually, if I scroll down a bit more, you'll even see like Bing is separate. <laughs> so it tells you Bing. So organic search, uh, Google. Organic social stuff that we post on Facebook, actually mostly on Facebook. Uh, that users like to interact with and then there's a link back to the website and then they read an article or they go to the DX page or whatnot. Direct people that typed in truelogic.com.ph and went to the website. Paid search when we're pesky and we want to chase you with ads and then you click the ads and went to our website, paid search. Unassigned, I'm not going to go into that. Like right? yeah, That's really messy. Referral. Uh, you went to one in Manila, you went to Adobo Magazine, you went to Business Mirror, you went to one of the people that, you you went to one of our partners, right? Uh, you saw the link on the website, you clicked the link, you followed them to our website. That's referral traffic. Uh, display, again, like paid search, except this one, uh, but this is search network. So you saw our ad for True Logic on a Google search here. You saw our remarketing banner, you saw an image ad, you clicked it, you went to the page. And then an organic video, an in-video link, uh, a video description link, and so on and so forth. And that's how you got to the website. Okay. New users, first time people that went to your website. Notice that now Google gives you an engagement rate. And then I, I've, uh, I have been to several conversations where the goal that the brand gave us was we need you to help decrease our bounce rate from X to Y. Notice that there is no more bounce rate, right? There is no more bounce rate, say bye-bye to bounce rate. What Google is giving you is the positive, the, the, the positive number now. It's giving you the engaged engagement rate of your page, right? So now you know which pages people are finding meaningful. It's your pages with the high engagement rate and which pages people are saying, not meaningful, right? Like in this case, Actually, this is sort of not bad. Like this is not, this is not very bad. Like obviously organic users, the most engaged. Referral traffic, the most engaged. Lowest engagement is social media users. You fickle bastards. <laughs> if I'm not allowed to say that word, marketing will edit that out. <laughs> but yeah, social, social visitors, pretty fickle, right? But 
but overall, that's a pretty good engagement rate, right? Like if you translate this to UA terms, that would give us uh, a bounce rate of about 30%, which is pretty good. 25 is actually a very good number, right? So an engagement rate of 75% or better is like really, really good. Uh, engage sessions per user. You're, these are these are how many times a user tends to go back to your website, right? Uh, engagement time, the higher the better. Uh, there's no gold standard for engagement time, but the higher the higher the better. Uh, if you are in an informational page, you probably want them to stay there longer than a minute. If you, they are on a commercial page, you probably want them to stay there for 30 seconds or a bit longer. Okay. Event count is the meaningful behaviors that are executed within that page by that source. So, but remember this 33 is the meaningful behaviors that are triggered by a direct visitor, right? Like not necessarily a page yet. Um, and then conversions, right? Like, and notice where most of my inquiries, most of my meaningful actions come from organic search and direct. Uh, and then I've got a bit of an assignment. Okay. All right. So let's talk about engagement, the engagement overview, right? And in the engagement overview, what you really want to look at are these. So remember how when I go guide questions, what I wanted to find out was what is my overall performance, right? And notice that how I showed you a data snapshot, but I didn't show you a comparative data snapshot. Just, that's for simplicity. Right. Like you can easily enable, you can easily enable the, the comparative snapshot by clicking on the, the calendar icon. But inside engagement, what I tend to go through is not overview, but pages and screens. Cause this is the section where I'm trying to find out which of my pages work the hardest. Right. I'm trying to find out which ones are my hard working pages. And what I'm seeing is. Uh, my homepage works hard. This blog really works hard. That blog works hard. Uh, that blog works hard. My web development service page works really hard. Uh, the TrueLogic DX page works really hard. My SEO page works really hard. So what I like seeing here is that out of my top 10 pages, Two of my commercial pages are present, right? Because my commercial pages are the ones that will convert users. Uh, but I'm also glad that people are coming to us for content consumption because True Logic is a sage brand, right? And what we do is we like to educate the market. Uh, although I would like a bit more traffic in the commercial pages. <laughs> so, but remember, so without judging the data, all I'm looking for is which pages are my hardworking pages. This is how you set the date range. Right. And if you set it by default, you, you can just look at a specific snapshot. But if you want to do a compare, then you just put the compare preceding period and it will automatically give you a comparative view of, in this case, June versus May. Right. And so I'm seeing, okay, a decline on this page, uh, a, a decline for this page, a decline on this page, an increase on this page. Uh, not very clear and so on and so forth. But I know which of my pages are outperforming their previous month. And I know which pages are underperforming their previous month, which then translates to actionable items for my SEO team, for my marketing team, and so on and so forth. Okay. 
So I'm looking for my hardest working pages, right? I'm looking for my hardest working pages. But what I really want to, what I'm really looking for now though, is I'm also looking for which pages gave me the most leads, right? Like which pages gave me the most leads? Uh, you, you'll notice that my thank you page got triggered 85 times, right? Uh, so my thank you page got triggered 85 times. But the other thing that you'll notice, actually, I sort of cut it, is that it's my web dev page that is hardworking. Like what drives a lot of my leads are my web dev pages. Okay, so before I dive into more data, right? So again, just going back to the guide questions. What is my overall performance? How many users went to my website? How did I, how much did I engage them? Which pages uh, did they look at? Which channels brought me the most users? Uh, which are my hardest working pages? But now it's time to figure out which, which pages drove me the most behaviors and which channels drove those meaningful behaviors, right? So I'm now I'm trying to find out which marketing activities ought should I double down on? Okay, so I'm still inside the engagement report and on pages and screens, right? So I'm still inside the engagement report, but now what I wanna look at is I wanna click that plus sign. I wanna click the plus sign. And what I'm looking for now is the traffic source. Remember, I now know which pages are the hardest working pages, but I don't wanna look at I don't want to look at my blog pages. So notice how these pages are web design, social media marketing. My, so I'm, I'm, I'm trying to isolate my commercial pages. I'm trying to find out, okay, from the traffic where I got my conversions from, where I got my events from, what drove the traffic to those pages? And so what I want to do is I want to isolate. So in this case, I will isolate my web design page because it's a particularly hardworking page. So I will isolate my web design page. And what I want to look at is its traffic source. So I want to look at the, I'll click traffic source. Right. And in my web design page, you know, because I put a filter that says web design, I'm also getting this blog, but you can ignore that. But notice how it says, notice how it says the highest contributor to my traffic is my organic search followed by my social media, right? Followed by people, oh, this is weird actually. Like people that go directly into that page, okay, sure. Uh, people that go to my website from facebook.com, uh, people that come to my website coming from Bing. And so what I'm really seeing here is that these are my primary value driving channels. My organic search, my social media activity, uh, and my direct traffic, right? Direct traffic is usually word of mouth, legitimacy of the brand, any, any top of the line marketing activity that we're doing. So what I will do as a business decision maker is I am likely going to review the budgets on these and double down on it. More than that, I will look at the budgets that I throw on these and find out, okay, are seven visitors uh, coming from paid search are seven visitors that come from this channel that I put this budget on. Am I better off throwing that by, am I better off increasing my SEO budget? Am I better off increasing my social media budget, my content marketing budget? But that's sort of what you're looking for. Like 
which one is your meaningful channel? How did the user get to that page and what should you double down on? Okay, and so with that, the, the rest is like another two hour session, but I will end this sort of re what my data means section here. I hope you'll continue to join us as we do more in-depth dives into analytics. Although on the next ones, I will assume you've watched this and you are capable of tolerating a bit more technical conversation when it comes to analytics. But I do want to thank you for joining us, presumably on these last three analytics episodes. I will see you on the next episode of the True Logic DX podcast. Thank you very much to our team for uh, organizing and producing this. And thank you to our friends at, uh, at Pod Machine for continuing to power True Logic DX. Till the next one. Cheers. Thanks for tuning in to the True Logic DX podcast, an audio production show for people who want to take their digital marketing game to the next level. True Logic DX is powered by Pod Machine. If you enjoyed today's episode, follow at True Logic on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Check out our website at www.truelogic.com.ph for more information on digital marketing. And make sure to catch our upcoming episodes on your favorite podcast network. Until next time, 